this blanket statement is so toxic, absolutely toxic, is that entrepreneurs val uh, value um, output and growth, right? But you have to kind of flip it on its head sometimes and say, would you be able to have the output that you do and have the growth that you did if you didn't have a wife that is staying at home with your children, raising your children, homemaking, doing all those things? Like, yes, like her output's not high, right? Her output might not be high. Her growth might not be high to you, but that is the support system behind why you can have the growth and the output that you do. Because yeah. if you didn't have someone, if you had someone unless you want to go, unless you want to go home alone, right? Unless you want to go home alone. If you want to so go home alone, I feel and be like alone, a lot cool. of people are teaching people right now, like, oh, you need to lock up with someone that wants to build a business with you and runs as fast as you do and jumps as high as you do. And it's like that's not that's not true. That's not true. Welcome to Big Business Mistakes, hosted by Brandon and Kaylin Poulin. Here, the most successful entrepreneurs tell jaw-dropping stories and lessons behind their biggest business mistakes so that you don't make them. Ditch the fake highlight reel and get the raw truths and golden lessons of what it actually takes to scale your business from those who have done it. This is Big Business Mistakes. Welcome back to the Big Business Mistakes Show. I am Kaylin Poulin, and this is my wise husband. Brandon Poulin, wise <laughs> I love that intro. <laughs> Makes me sound kind of old, but I'm kind of old inside, you know? You are. That's why I didn't know you were 19 when I met you. I have a lot of gray hairs inside. <laughs> They're just not on the outside of my body yet. Yeah, he was 19 and I was 23 when we met, and I had no idea because he was so, yeah. It just seemed like you were like 28. And so I just never even guessed. I remember making you show me your ID because I didn't believe you were 19. Cause I asked you like, Hey, you want to go out and do something? Like you want to go to a club or like go out to a bar or whatever. And you're like, well, I would, but I can't get in. And I was like, what? <laughs> and so this kind of sets up uh, this episode. We're going to talk about how our uh, business almost broke our marriage and as being married business partners. And even if you're not married to your business partner, but just being in business, one of you being an entrepreneur, both of you being an entrepreneur and like how our business actually almost broke our marriage several times. And we're gonna talk through kind of uh, why and how and how we got through it because we just celebrated uh, in May, eight years of marriage. So we've beat the odds so far. Crazy. <laughs> Cause once you add a business to the mix of marriage, like the stats oh, yeah. of divorce just skyrocket. Do they really? Right? Yeah. Yes. I can believe it. Yeah. Well, you had all the stress, the people, the decisions. But you know what's funny is like, that's what I, guys, this is going to be such a good episode. I know. I'm this like, is going to be like juicy. <laughs> we're going to do some ad hoc stuff. I'm like, usually we prep and we got yeah. notes and we're yeah. like, oh, we're going to go through. I'm like, we're just going to grill each other. Can I just like ask you some questions? It's going to be good. Like, it's going to be nervous. hilarious. I'm kind of nervous too. Not really, <laughs> but I think I am. But like, that's what I loved about you. Like ever since we've been together, we've been in business together. Yeah, since like, the day we met. Since the day that you drove from Kentucky mm -hmm. to Denver, where I was at the time, mm -hmm. we were basically in business together. Yep. We were like side by side and then we were together in our own company yeah. after that. But we've, our, our whole relationship was kind of founded mm -hmm. on our business desire and, yep. and kind of ambition, right? Yep. Which is cool. Mm-hmm. And it's not like that for everybody, but like, it's interesting because man, we, we like, we clash, right? We yeah. We're both, if you know Enneagram, we're both eights on the Enneagram. You're, which is what the challenger is what yeah, it's called. The challenger. So we're both the challenger. So we're like, yep. 
like iron strikes iron, like we're, we're, we, there's sparks, right? Like there's sparks when we work, when we communicate yeah. and, but nobody like gets their feelings hurt. Mm-hmm. Like, like it happens, right? Yeah. Unless it's like super personal. Cause AIDS yeah. will do that sometime. Well, like, like this isn't getting through. So let me just poke you right in the heart. Yeah. And then I'm like, okay, that's, I drew the line. All right. Mercy, uncle, uncle. Yeah. It's usually you saying uncle it's, though. It's pretty rare. <laughs> it's pretty rare for us to, to get offended. Yeah. And those like, it's the deeper stuff we deal with, like everybody does, mm-hmm. but like on the surface, like the intensity, the flash, mm-hmm. the like, pop, 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 like, like we've, we just spout off. I mean, you guys yeah. have heard it. You've and watched we're fine, us. Like one second. Later. If this isn't your first episode, you've already seen it. <laughs> <laughs> a little bit. Well, but maybe we're a little nicer when the camera's on. What do you think? Mm, no, no, no. Mm-mm. They're like, yeah, she's not. Yeah, I'm not. <laughs> Oh, this is going to be good. This is going to be good. So what, uh, I, I, we were prepping for this and I was like, what are things that I've apologized to you for mm-hmm. in business and our relationship? Mm-hmm. What'd you say? I said, uh, my answer was you've apologized to me for not letting be, me be myself in the business. You w- would all, you would try to make me you and you'd be like, you need to go you have to lead this team. You have to lead the marketing team. You have to be on all the meetings. You have to be their direct report. You have to do all these things. And then, um, you need to go build this system for this. And so you were expecting me to be you instead of allowing me to operate in my unique gifts and talents of being creative and being like visionary and being like, okay, here's where we're going and here's how we need a message and here's what we need to do. And here's these ideas. And you basically put me inside of a box like in a box of like, no, you, you can't just do those things. You also have to lead these teams, which I'm awful at. I'm awful at leading teams. I'm awful at consistency. I'm the one that's like, I need to just think on this for a minute. And like, I'll sit and think on it and work on other things. And then I'll get ideas and I'll work them through. And it takes time, like being the creative. And you so- You creatives are so frustrating. I know, but it's what like, would you do without me? My, my what would brain, you do without the creatives? I don't know, but my brain's so linear. No, mine's like, not. Like I sit down and as I spend energy, like- it builds and it, mm-hmm. and it develops. Yeah. Whereas like you, you're like, let me I, like, I explained this to someone go walk the other day. through the woods and then it just pops in your head. And <laughs> yeah. I'm like, that doesn't happen. To I explained me. this to someone the other day. I was like, um, I said, the way my brain works is say you like, you know, those things where they're zoomed in really, really, really far into a picture and you don't know what it is. And all you can see is basically like the dots yeah. of something. Yeah. And you're like, I don't know what it's that like is. And it zooms picture. out a little more and you're like, okay, it's something black or it's like an animal I see fur. And then it zooms out a little more and you're like, okay, I'm starting to see um, like a, um, a hair and I can tell it's probably a horse. And it zooms out a little more and you're like, okay, it's a horse. Then it zooms out a little more and you're like, okay, it's a stallion. Then it zooms out a little more and you're like, okay, it's actually a patch. It's a patch sewn onto something that's a stallion. And then you zoom out a little more and you're like, oh, it's a hat with a patch on it that has a stallion on the patch. That's how my brain works. So like when you ask me a question, when you ask me something or, hey, we need to think about, what about this initiative? Or like, what's the angle of which we're gonna pitch something? Or what's the angle that we're gonna do this presentation? Or what about this this new, this new business venture? Like I start by seeing like the granular and then as time develops, my brain works outward and then I can see the whole picture of like what it is we're supposed to do. And so if you don't allow me to bake it, then all I see is it's a horse, but I don't know that it's supposed to be a horse on a patch on a hat. But as things bake in my mind, then I see the hat and then I'm like, okay, that's it. It goes no further past the hat. 
So this is, I think, what we're supposed to do. And that's how my brain works. Wow. I've never heard you tell me that. I did. I just talked to someone about it two days ago on the plane, a friend of ours, uh, Jared. I was telling, he was like, so how does your brain work? Like creatively, and I'm, I, I was explaining it to him and he was wearing a black hat with a stallion on it with a patch. And so that's where I got that analogy. Oh I'm gosh. like, that's literally how my brain works. I, I, th I think I'm actually the opposite. Mm. Like I see the whole model. Mm -hmm. Like I, I see the whole like, greater, like I actually work outwardly at like outside in, like mm -hmm. zoom all the way out and I got to see the whole thing and how it fits together. Mm -hmm. Or it doesn't make sense. And it, or it doesn't make any sense. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, I don't know what to do with it. Yeah. Right. And it's like, yeah, but I can't see all the other pieces. <laughs> and this has caused a lot of conflict. Yeah. Yeah. And so I'm like, I have to see, and this is what, this is like my gift with working with our partners and clients mm -hmm. is that like, I can see the whole thing. Mm-hmm. And then as I get more information, like I can rearrange mm -hmm. the way, the way the patches are placed on the hat yep. to like the right order so that they can succeed. Yep. And like I'm trying to talk to you about works. the granular, like this is the play yeah, yeah. and we're going to build the play out and how it fits into the ecosphere. But then your brain works the other way. So yeah. you're asking me questions about the big structure of things. And I'm trying to tell you about the granular, like, no, this is going to be the fundamental foundational piece. And you're like, we're not there yet. We're not there yet. We're not there yet. And I'm like, no, but if I can start on a, on a fundamental foundational piece, then I can build it outward to like how the entire model is going to work and how everything's connected. Mm. But going back to what you were saying, mm -hmm. I apologize to you for, and that was critical. So we've always kind of had our roles in a way, like you're more creative, mm -hmm. you can design, mm -hmm. you know, colors, yeah. right? You were the kind of driving ambassador voice of our previous brand, mm -hmm. right? And so we kind of navigated. I was more detail-oriented, numbers, data, traffic, team, people, model, structure, mm -hmm. right? Like, but I also can do creative and copy. Like, I'm good at copy. Mm -hmm. I'm not good at, like, visual stuff. Mm -hmm. But I can, like, I've, it's rubbed off on me, which has been nice. But I will say, I will say that it was hard because as we grew, I, I needed a team structure to make things fluid, mm -hmm. right? Yep. And in our last episode, we talked about you at the puppy center, right? Like at the at the retreat petting puppies because you were just burnt out. And it was like, well, we need to be build a team around you. And, and so the tug and pull of that is you are like the floating butterfly that wants to do what you want to do, when you want to do it, how you want to do it. Mm -hmm. But putting that into a system is very difficult. Yeah. Right. So, well, and, and that's all I want to explain to you is that it's not by choice. It's just like, all I can see <laughs> I is, the, like is this. no, I just mean that like all I can see at certain times is like the, the hair on the horse. And I don't even know it's a horse yet. And so, but there's not like a, a timeline on it for me. So it's not like, oh, when I want to do it. It's like when the full picture comes into my mind of like, okay, this is how we're going to do it. Yeah. And so sometimes that takes three days. Sometimes it takes a week. And then as soon as I like see it and I download it, that's when like all of the magic happens. And that's like when you just disappear yeah. from like our entire normal routine in life. Yeah. And you're just like on your computer, like yeah. locked away in a room. I like 5 a.m. to like yeah. Yeah. midnight. You like work so well under pressure. And so for me, going back to this, so it was like, cause I got to close the loop. It was apologizing for like, I tried to put you in like the structure box, mm -hmm. which was you lead the team. You're the smartest one. You're the leader. They report to you, you get on the meetings and like, but you're, you're a, you're an independent producer. Mm -hmm. Right. And I've learned that. So in your business, so this is like practical now. Yeah. Cause you know, come on, it's me. It's gotta be practical. It's like, take this concept guys. Like, 
there are independent producers in your company that are so gifted and you're trying to make them managers. Mm -hmm. Just because someone has is, is the most skilled, like if you take your most skilled salesperson and you make them a manager, mm -hmm. not always a good move. Yep. Not always a good move. Or your move. most skilled copywriter. Or you take your skilled copywriter and you turn them into a marketing director mm -hmm. and now it's all about systems and about people. Yep. Like the skill, Nightmare. They, they need to be competent in the skill, mm -hmm. right? And, and if, hey, they're the best, great. But you will have people who are independent producers that will move the needle for your company. Mm -hmm. But just because they're the best at the skill doesn't make them the best at the management. Yep. Two totally different things, mm -hmm. right? Management is its own skill yep. and it's people, it's leadership, it's emotional intelligence, mm -hmm. it's patience, it's maturity, right? And we've yep. had, we've had independent, independent producers that are incredible, mm -hmm. right? But like we were trying to make the managers and as yep. soon as we took that away, which is the same thing for you, mm -hmm. like you don't want to be, be in meetings, you don't want to have to follow through. You don't want to hold people accountable. Yeah. Like you don't like you, you come to the meetings you need to be at. And I'm like, she's like, all right, what meetings do I have to go to? And I know the word have to go to is like, <laughs> what do I have to go to? Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, I don't have to like push you to show up to record a podcast. Well, I'm just like, if, I, if I know a sales page needs to be created for one of the initiatives that we're doing, I would much rather spend my time thinking through building that sales page. I don't need to know all the operational and all the stuff I know the like the technical piece of like yeah. a sales page needs to be built. Yeah. And so like, why am I on a meeting? You guys talking through everything else. And this is what built up like so much, um, like I would say like resentment of the business because I was having to be on these meetings and all these things that I'm like, I'm not useful here. I'm literally just sitting and listening and I'm not really able to give because my give is in the, the creation of the thing. So what if I spent the hour and a half that I'm on this meeting, listening to people go around and say like, here's my plan for this week. I'm like, I don't care. My plan is to go make the sales page. Why can't I just go work on that and do the creative piece? Why do I care what everyone else is doing? I know my piece. Let me go work on that instead of being on a meeting. Spoken like a true creative. Yeah. Well, and, and what's funny is this, <laughs> this, it expanded for me, right? So even when I stepped out of this role of being um, like the marketing director or whatever, right? Um, and leading the team, we did it again. We duplicated the problem with me into another person. So we took our best creative and then we had them leading the department and the same thing happened twice. The one that starts with the two that start with, one that starts with J, one that starts with the P. We made the best creative that we have, the one that writes like me, the one that fulfilled content like me and they both struggled with the leadership of the team, yeah. with leading a department, Yeah. right? Yeah, and this is where, as you know, if you're like, you may be Kaylin in this instance, you might be me, mm -hmm. right? You might be more operations leadership, like model, mm -hmm. right? and you're more right brain, creative ideas. Like, like if you're me in this situation, you have to go, do I have the right people in the right seats? Mm -hmm. And like, I'm all for hierarchy and structure, but like, I always say this, like every business is a snowflake. Yep. It's a snowflake. And when you're looking at how do I position people in my team and develop my organization, mm -hmm. like it's an art, right? And, and there's absolutely a science to it, mm -hmm. but the science informs the art, right? Like the science informs the art. So there's, there's some rules, there's some basic structures, but like ultimately it's an art and you have to design it the way that fits best for your people to be optimized, right? And like in your instance, where when, when I gave you somebody else to do the management and you co-created with them, mm -hmm. that was when you came to life, right? That was when, 
when you could really be effective, when I stopped trying to force you into the box and let you be that creative, right? So, so now, right, it's really the same thing. We, but I know now. So like, mm -hmm. I know the structure now. I'm like, hey, this is the one meeting you have to go to yep. because you have to understand what's going on, mm -hmm. right? I didn't go to it yesterday. I know. <laughs> no, 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 you, you did. No, I didn't. No, you did. There's two, but you went to the one. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Well, I, I guess I, I haven't voiced that the other one is optional yet, but it's, I, I say you have to go to oh, two. Oh yeah, I went to the morning one. I didn't go to that. But secretly one. I say you have to go to the two uh -huh. because I know that you're going to miss one of them. Mm -hmm. And so I really- I don't only, miss the first one. I don't miss the yeah, executive I meeting. But like I, in, I intentionally, I'm like, you got to go to these two because I know you're just going to go to one. No. That's, that's me knowing you okay. now. <laughs> <laughs> right. But now you're in the same thing. And I know I got to confirm with you, like, here's what's most important. But I busted out the best sales page you've ever seen. Oh, for sure. By not going to that meeting. Oh no. When <laughs> Kaylin, like, like one of our, one of our, um, one of our portfolio companies, I'm so excited. This, um, I, it's kind of under wraps right now, so I don't want to like fully say it, but we, Kaylin went in and tweaked the sales process for this company. And in about 30 minutes, they went from like fumbling around there everywhere. Not closing any deals. To closing. Couldn't even get appointments. Like like they were struggling and just to, to closing every single meeting that they had. And we're talking like, we're talking like deals that could be 200,000 to $5 million a year mm -hmm. in revenue. Yep, in their like business. In that business, in that company. And, and just overnight it was like, boom. Mm -hmm. Because they went from not getting appointments to closing like 10 out of 10 deals now. Cause that's, that's the genius in, in the creative and the sales and the marketing side that you have. Right. But like I was wasting my time trying to put you into my framework. And I'm an Island. Instead of letting you just operate like a freelancer <laughs> and just pointing you in like the one or two things. If I give you more than one or two things, not like they don't happen. Yeah. So I'm just like, Hey, this is number one, this is number two mm -hmm. this week. And you're like, okay, got it. And then those two things, but if there's more, right? But like, that's what's so interesting. And so understanding like, guys, I have an intense operating system that I built over the last decade that we install for our clients and our partners and their companies. And it's intense. And when I say intense, it's a lot but it's very simple and it's very streamlined. It's cohesive. But it's everything. But it, but it's literally everything. It's everything from the meeting cadences that you have to the scoreboard that you need to look at as an entrepreneur to, to the weekly priority and how accountability is done throughout the team mm -hmm. and how people get clear on their goals to strategic planning. What are your, your three-year, what's your three-year roadmap? What are your quarterly metrics, goals, uh, goals, metrics, and deliverables, right? Like how do you translate that into a visual calendar? Like it's everything, right? And so, so we have that for companies, but, but understanding that you got to flex mm -hmm. with people and understand like their strengths and weaknesses. That was a big thing for me. I'm a human, not a robot. You can't fit me in a spreadsheet. People you know? call I'm me not a robot. A, you are. At our, our last mastermind, I was like nicknamed the robot. <laughs> Before it was the, uh, the ex executor. Executor. Yeah. I think the other thing that you apologized to me for, and this was like a big one. Oh, guys, this is a dangerous place for me to be right now. <laughs> the episode turned into what did Brandon apologize for? <laughs> but I think the other one, which is great for entrepreneurs to hear, is you apologized to me for stop being fun. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> Stopping fun? Mm-hmm. 
you you stopped being fun. In the beginning of our relationship, we were like building, but we were also like having fun. We were like experiencing things. We were going new places. We were traveling. We were like, there was not, I wouldn't say a cutoff time of the business. Like there never was, but we were like going and doing fun things. And something that's important to me is like adventure, right? Like I like adventure. I like variety. I can't do the same thing every day. I can't do the same thing every week or every month. Like you like that type of rhythm of routine. Yeah. I am like, if I am in the same place or doing the same thing for three days, like I'm losing my mind. And in the beginning of our relationship and our business relationship too, like it was so fun. We were doing fun things together. And then everything became like sterile in our business. It was like no fun because we have to focus right? Can't go anywhere. Can't do anything. We got to stay in Albuquerque. We got to not go to masterminds anymore. We got to cut everything off because we got to focus on the business. We can't travel. We can't, you know, we can't just like go on trips all the time. We can't do those things anymore because we have to focus on the business. And so you apologized to me, uh, like 18 months ago after we exited the company, you're like, I'm sorry that like I stopped being fun. You know, and it's interesting because we still did trips and we still went places, mm -hmm. but I think just me, kind of going, holy crap, this thing grew so fast. And then just bearing the responsibility and the and the weight of it mm -hmm. because of how serious I took it. And I felt like this 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 responsibility, right? And so that was just like maturing, right? Of being like, hey, like you can have a lot of employees and a lot of people and a lot of stuff going on, a lot of commitments, mm -hmm. but still like not stress and enjoy it. And that's just like a mental like place that I had to get to. Right. But I took it so seriously, mm -hmm. which is arguably why it was successful and a big part of it, mm -hmm. but also just me growing as a human being going like, okay, it doesn't have to be so serious all the time. Well, I think for me, that's what, that's what bothered me the most is like, yes, that is why it was successful, but that's why the business was successful. But that's why like our marriage yeah. was like struggling in so many seasons. And there was just like, we were just off. Like we just weren't in stride with one another mm -hmm. because it's like the priority was the business's success and not like, okay, that this is what we have to have do for the business to be successful. But we didn't hold the marriage to like our marriage to the same standard of like what makes our marriage successful and what's needed there. If it's in the business, like what do we need to do? We'll shift it, change it, do it no matter what and make it happen for the success of the business. But we weren't like holding our marriage on the same pedestal the business of we're willing to do whatever it takes even if that means oh my gosh god forbid having fun brandon god <laughs> going to play golf on a friday yeah well i mean literally i just have this this belief right it's like i don't want to leave untapped potential mm -hmm. on the table right like i think I it's more of an anxiety yeah yeah maybe maybe and and so i don't want to leave that i don't want to leave being like i could have done more i could have mm -hmm. expanded more i could have I could have done that, but at the same time, like, I mean, we were at an event this weekend and, and, um, and Erwin McManus was talking, he's an amazing author. Mm -hmm. And he basically was like, everybody's going to leave this earth with untapped potential. That was for you. Oh, he's totally for me. <laughs> he's like, everybody's going to leave this earth with untapped potential, right? Like it's just not, and, and that's fine. Right. Like that's fine. Like being okay with that. Mm -hmm. Right. Like, like God is not going to be like, you should have done more. Mm -hmm. yeah, Everybody, he's not hold up a the entrepreneur world, the world. Mm -hmm. Okay, we're getting spiritual here for a second. <laughs> the world is going to say, if you leave anything on the table, you're lazy. You mm -hmm. didn't do enough. Yeah. Like, but 
that's not how God works, mm-hmm. right? You can't earn it. You can't do enough works. Mm-hmm. And so that was a shift for me of like, whoa, I'm just buying into a different philosophy, right? So at, l- listen, anything healthy grows, mm-hmm. right? And I love growth. And I literally, we sold our company three weeks later, I was working on the next one. Yeah. Okay, so like, let me just get that straight for a second. Like, <laughs> that's not what I'm saying. But what I'm saying is that, is that if we are holding ourselves to the standard of like, everybody else who doesn't do anything else, like, why are we doing that? Mm-hmm. Why are we, why are we buying into this philosophy that like, that like we have to sacrifice everything at that altar? Like you're always gonna be, have, you, you can't leave any situation and be like, I couldn't have tried harder, I couldn't have done more. Like mm-hmm. that will always be the case, right? But frankly, I know that we're together because the balance of that of like you make life so fun and worth it. And like, I'm so driven and like have such urgency to create. And focus. And focus, yeah. Mm-hmm. But like that balance that we share, we've learned to lean into that. Mm-hmm. Like you kind of lean on me for that focus and clarity and like drive. Mm-hmm. And then I lean on you for that like, that spontaneity, that joy, that fun. Yeah, you say all the time, like my life would be so boring. <laughs> it probably would. Right, like there would be no <laughs> variety. You never come out of your office. I would just, just like same thing every day. Yeah, like, like Groundhog Day. <laughs> yeah, and I'm like, would I get more done? Probably, but I'd also get more done if I just sat alone and didn't have kids and didn't mm-hmm. have a wife and didn't have friends mm-hmm. and cut everything out of my life that's like human. Yeah. Right, which is like which you know, is what some people preach. Which right is now. what a lot of people like. That's like the thing. It's mm-hmm. like if you don't do it. Like, you're not gonna make an impact. And I'm just yeah. like, yeah, yeah, but like, what about the people, what about the the uniqueness of a person, the relationships you could have made an impact on, mm-hmm. right? Like, I, I think I, I would like to argue, I would like to argue that a relationship one-on-one, right? Me and yours relationship, mm-hmm. um, a friend, right? Like, that is always gonna be more impactful than whatever content that I'm gonna put out. Mm-hmm or whatever video I listened to or whatever event I spoke at, mm-hmm. right? I think there's like a bit of humanity that's lost, mm-hmm. right? Because we're just like putting everything on this like plane of reach and numbers. And um, yeah, this is so good. This is so interesting. Mm-hmm. What else is on your mind? What else is on my mind? Yeah. At this therapy session? Yeah. Um, let's see. Well, it's actually my therapy session. Oh, is it? Yeah, I think so. It's been about what I've been apologizing for. Well, you can tell me mine. What have you apologized to me for in our marriage business relationship? Nothing. (laughs) (laughs) You wanted the truth. (laughs) That's not true. That's not true. I don't know. I can't think of one thing. Oh my god. What have I apologized to you for? Yeah, we're sitting in this. I want to hear it. What happened? I told you yours. You got to tell me mine. Uh, It's different for me. What? It's different for the husband, babe. Why? Me sitting on here being like, what have you apologized to me for? Yeah, what have I? So you can't think of anything. I haven't apologized for anything. <laughs> I'm just kidding. What is it? Tell me. No, I what want have you. I apologize no, I, to I, you, I, you have to say it, not me. What? Just think just I think don't about know what it. it is. You don't know what it is? No. Really? Yeah. Tell me. Say it. Bet you won't. He's scared of for his life right now. He's looking at me. He's like, I can't tell if she's serious or not. I'm serious. Tell me. What is it? Oh, uh, I don't want to play this game. You started the game. You I made did. me go first. So now, like, I, how does that make me look if you think that I can't take it? 
Well, I don't know if you've apologized for it. See, I told you I've apologized for nothing. Yeah. Yeah. Well, sometimes I like I'm just to remember I'm guilty for working. Yeah. Tread carefully. I'm guilty for working. Oh, I'm guilty for not working. Yeah. You make me feel guilty for not working or for working. Oh, oh yeah, for sure. Yeah. Like you're like, it's like, even if it's like a work, like I'm guilted for it. Like my production. After the times in which you'd say you're going to do it. Like when we're sitting at the dinner table and you're doing it, like, I'll be like, Hey, are you with us? Hello, Brandon. You know? Yeah. Those parts are warranted, but it's like, it's the edges of other things. Even if it's like a work day Mm -hmm. or if it's like, Hey, like we've got to plan our day for the, our week. It's Sunday. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. It's Sunday though. (laughs) Yeah. But you have to plan your week. So put it on Friday. No, it takes time on Friday. Well, that's business hours. Who cares? That's why I moved it to Friday. You don't get business hours when you're an entrepreneur and you get the freedom that we have. But see, I think that we do. And this is where like we have conflict in our marriage. But we would have never gotten to where we are if we wouldn't have, if we would have had like hard boundaries like that. Mm -hmm. We would have never gotten where we are. Yeah. And I'm just like, when it's the weekend, I'm on the weekend. It's like- A weekend for me. And well, we that's why you're, you're, you're blessed to have me running the business because yeah. when it's the weekend <laughs> and the shit hits the fan, yeah. right? Yeah. I'm there to make sure that it doesn't blow up. Mm-hmm. Right? Yep. So I think that's the difference, right? So that's mm-hmm. where that's where we kind of clash in that way. Yeah, because I, I have an expectation of like the business should revolve around us. And like if I don't want to be on my phone for the whole weekend or think or talk or answer WhatsApps or boxes or whatever, I'm like, that's a hard line for me. That's a hard boundary for me. Cause like, it's the weekend. Everything can wait till Monday, unless someone's like dying or someone's like, even if someone quits, I'm like, I'll deal with it on Monday. It's like a difference in like. Yeah. I don't have the physical mental capacity mm-hmm. to just like put it in a box until Monday. Yeah. Because like, I mean, maybe I could do that. Like, would that be the best outcome? No. Mm-hmm. so I have the urgency to just like handle it and I, I'll get it to where it needs to go. Yeah. Like I'm not, if someone quits, I'm not, I'm not like burning the midnight oil all weekend, no. which isn't even necessary anyways. It depends on the situation. Yeah. But, I would say now you don't, but we've worked plenty of weekends that like created, mm-hmm. created what we've built. Yeah. And like pushing that. Mm-hmm. So this is where like, this is where like the clash is, right? Yeah, I think the clash of like the making you feel guilty for working, it comes from a place of like, you're you're, like, even though we're equals and like founding companies and working together and doing it, it's like, you're my boss and you're my boss and my husband. And then when I feel like the boss and husband line has completely been blurred or taken over by the boss in like my home life, this is when I like push back on things and I'll like, no, I'm not doing it. Or no, it's not the time for that. Or no, I don't want to talk about it because I feel like the boss has come into my house and not just like into like, it's not just secluded to the business. Mm -hmm. And so that's when I'll be like, no, I'm not talking about it right now. You're like, Hey, I need to talk to you about something that we need to like go over. That's like urgent. And I'm like, no, because now the boss is in my house because if I was at a real job and a real thing, like we wouldn't be having the discussion. But you don't have a job. I know. And so that's what I'm saying. I'm admitting to right now that like I can see when the boss comes out and like the boss hat is put on and I'm, and I have a hard time being like, I want to talk to my husband right now. I don't want to talk to my boss. Yeah. So, so I, I I know this about you. Mm -hmm. So I approach things that are like productive, (laughs) like on the weekend. I'm like, so who do you think that, like, when do you think we should go on that trip? 
Yeah. Like I ask it like that mm -hmm. to make it sound like it's more of a fun question instead of like my normal, like get it done mentality, which is like, we have a trip coming up. We need to pick the dates. Yeah. You're like, hey, we have a trip coming up. We need to pick the dates. Let's sit down right now and like decide on when we're doing it and look at the places <laughs> and decide like where we're going. And I'm like, no, bro, mm -mm, put it on my calendar for next week. Yeah, she's like, wait till Monday. And I'm like, no, like we got stuff to do Monday. I'm like, this is personal. <laughs> so, I, so I approach it and I'm like, what do you think? Oh, we could go then. Cause she mm -hmm. likes op options and possibilities, yeah. right? You like options and possibilities. So yeah. I'm just like, I'll, I'll be like, oh, what do you think? Like, let's, let's be creative about this for a second. Yeah. Right. Uh -huh. I've learned and it to works. approach it like that. Because it's more fun for me. But this is like on a deeper level, this whole conversation we're having right now, this is like my view on marriage is that like, and I'm going to say this just because I feel like, like I'm going to say it, is that like, even if I achieve less in life because you don't want to work weekends or you want to take more vacations, I'm okay sacrificing that because that's my ambitions and my own selfish desires mm -hmm. because I value my marriage more than those, right? And so I'm okay doing that. Mm -hmm. You are now. Because I believe in, I believe in our marriage over yeah. the work that we're doing. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And so, but that's not what's being talked about. No. In the entrepreneur world, it's- Sacrifice everything. Maybe you should divorce the person you're with because they're not at, running at the pace that yeah. you are. I watched, I saw a video. Yeah. I saw a video Literally the other day. disgusting. That was like 20% of you watching this need a divorce yeah. right now mm -hmm. because your spouse is holding you back in life. Yeah. And it literally made me want to throw up. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's and really and like, I'm not going to get into like the original design and purpose for marriage or mm -hmm. why people even get married. Mm -hmm. Right. And, and where it, where that whole concept even came from. Yeah. But like just the fact that we can just blanket carpet bomb people. Mm -hmm. And and so it's like, what's more important, your selfish ambitions mm -hmm. or your covenant to submit to your wife mm -hmm. and her to you. Mm -hmm. Right. What's more important. And to love someone more than you love yourself. So that you can be, so you can grow and explode. And so you then, can have more money. Like for what? <laughs> so you can get a divorce later and lose half of it. Oh. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because it's the fastest way to lose half your net worth. Yeah. Well, I think- I made a video on this and I was like, like Jeff Bezos, Gary Vaynerchuk, amazing entrepreneurs, incredibly inspiring people. Mm -hmm. Never, I would never model their lifestyle in their marriage. Yeah. Right? Mm -hmm. Like- Thank you. You can, all you got to do is look at what they've done. And I'm like, I'm okay with that though. Mm -hmm. Like, I'm okay that like, I will, maybe I will, maybe I won't. But people who are willing to sacrifice what we just talked about- mm -hmm they're going to they're going to have more time than i will and and your output is like your input efficiency multiplied by your time yeah right and i will have less time it will be my input efficiency may be just as good as theirs but my time will be less therefore the output will be less and i'm okay with that like, and it's not I'm okay like i'm that. like you know a snail no 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 <laughs> no you know but nobody I, looks at the last decade and thinks you're a snail babe yeah i just no do but, things on but that. this is real life. Yeah. Well, and I think the other interesting thing is entrepreneurs, we value growth, right? So like we're both in the business. And so you, we both value growth. You value it a lot more than I do, yeah. right? You, you value output a lot more than I do. You value results a lot more than I do. You're more economically motivated than I am. And so even though I have all of those characteristics, yours are higher than mine. 
Mine are more like freedom and time freedom. Like I value other things that are more important to me, but I feel like we're this blanket statement is so toxic, absolutely toxic, is that entrepreneurs val uh, value um, output and growth, right? But you have to kind of flip it on its head sometimes and say, would you be able to have the output that you do and have the growth that you did if you didn't have a wife that is staying at home with your children, raising your children, homemaking, doing all those things? Like, yes, like her output's not high, right? Her output might not be high. Her growth might not be high to you, but that is the support system behind why you can have the growth and the output that you do. Because yeah. if you didn't have someone, if you had someone unless that was you running go, at the Unless pace, you want to go home alone. Right, unless you want to go home alone. If you and want to so go home alone I feel and be like alone, a lot cool. of people are teaching people right now, like, oh, you need to lock up with someone that wants to build a business with you and runs as fast as you do and jumps as high as you do. And it's like, that's not, that's not true. That's not true. Because for you, it might be to build your business, you have to have that support system at home that is having a homemaker, right? One of the spouses at home with the kids doing those things. And it's like, it's not about the output. It's not about the growth level. Yes, like those things are important, but for you, think about it. If you if you divorced that person because they're not running at the pace that you run at and value growth, the level that you do, and you partner with someone that did, like what are the things that you lose out on with your children? What are the things that you lose out on in your relationship or how they balance you out or how they supported that life where you could go do those things, right? You wouldn't have it. Like what's the opportunity cost of not having that well, person? And on that, like early on, we were both like generals. Oh yeah. Right. Absolutely. I we was were, like type A, you are not going to tell me what to do. I'm independent. I do all things myself. I'm not going to submit to you. I'm not going to listen to you. Like, everyone's so shocked. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely shocking. And there was a point in our relationship where you were like, like, you have to let me lead. And I was like, no way. You ain't leading me. Last time I let a guy leave me, he lead me straight into poverty, straight onto a blow up mattress. You know what I mean? Like, I'm not letting you lead me. <laughs> I'm strong enough. I can lead myself. I don't need no man to lead me. Talking about trainer boy. Yeah. Oh, that other guy. Oh yeah. Sorry. Yeah. I forgot about that. Oh my gosh. <laughs> oh my gosh. I had Randy. to. I'm sorry. Oh my gosh. I had to. Anyway. And so I wouldn't like come under your authority. Like I wouldn't let you lead me. And at one point you were like, we were, we're both type A. We're both eight personality types. Like it's like, you know, we're literally wrestling all the time on who's making the decision. Who's saying like, who's saying what, who's leading who. And you're like, we can't have two generals. Like you're gonna let me be the general or like this isn't gonna work. Yeah. Because like we're, we can't get in line with one another. We're both going like not two different directions, but we each are walking our can't own path right plans. now. Right, there can't be two battle plans. And like, I struggled so with that. And that what? was like the worst for like a year. Yeah, and what happened? I don't know what happened. Well, we sat down mm -hmm. and I was like, what does the Bible say about this? Mm -hmm. Guys, I Bible thumped her on this yeah, one. Yeah, she did. <laughs> yeah, he did. He did. He did. Right? Uh huh. Oh man, this is gonna make you a lot Bible of. You didn't Bible thump me. No, I know. I'm just. I'm joking. I'm joking. But no. th there's a verse about about women submitting to their husbands. It's every woman's least favorite verse. It's every woman because and, I actually learned what it really. And it's means. like the most. Uh, you know, I'm the worst worst person in the world right now saying yeah. this, but basically, um, and, and then it says, "Men respect your wives or love, love your, your wives," wife. mm -hmm. right? Yeah. And and so look like. We're not going to get into all of that, but the point was, is there was enough context and clarity for you yeah. to be like, you can lead. I'm going to trust you. Mm -hmm. And you did. Yeah. And well, how did it turn out for you? Well, what I'm going to say, how did it turn I'm, out for the, you? The caveat that I'm going to give here on the submitting thing, because there's a lot of women that are like, 
forget that yeah, you should say this part, right yeah. now is that what I learned about that line of scripture of, you know, women submit, like wives submit to your husbands is it doesn't mean like submit who you are. And, um, like when, when a man, okay, comes under the authority of God, right? Like they submit to God and then I submit to my husband. It actually brings me protection, right? Yeah. It's like, like Brandon as the head of our household, like he is now protected by God right? He has come under authority of what God says to do, right? So for me to come under authority of him, that now gives me protection. Like it, it gave me protection where I don't have to be out forging myself. And women or men are created differently, right? We are more emotional. We are more like in tune to what's happening around us. We are more uh, protective uh, and like nurturing, right? And so it also means that we don't have the same guard and the same like armor that men do where, where things don't affect them how they affect us. And so when I came in under that authority of Brandon, it's like I then became protected from the things that would have harmed me or the things that would have kept me up at night or the things that would have made me emotionally distraught. I was now under the protection of that. And so when I say, I was like, okay, I'll test it out for a while. And I did. And it's like, I was finally able to find freedom in who I am and doing things because now I don't have to take on the burden of things that I wasn't meant to carry, which is like leading our household. So good. So good. Guys, we're going to, we're going to chop it off right there. We're going to wrap up. Thank you for being with us today. And, uh, this was a fun episode. Yeah. Well, we told him we were going to tell him on this episode. So we just found, and it's marriage episode, so it works. But uh, I just found out like three days ago that I'm pregnant with baby number three. So now we're going to be a little family of five. I went to an event and everyone uh, kept telling me I was three pregnant. Three kids, three kids. Three kids. Five, yeah, family, family of, five. of five. Okay. Yeah, that's, sure. what, that's what I said. Yep. Well, there's not another person married to us. So how else would there be a family <laughs> of five? <laughs> and I uh, went to an event and everyone, there's probably like 12, 15 women that told me, you're pregnant, you're pregnant, you're pregnant. I'm like, that's not possible. I just got my IUD out four weeks ago. Like I'm not pregnant. And so, so many people told me, that. I was like, wouldn't it be funny if I door dashed a pregnancy test to this event and like wouldn't took it? it be funny? Wouldn't it be funny? And so I was like laughing to myself, took the pregnancy test. Literally Erwin McManus is on stage presenting. And I like, so thought that it wouldn't be that I just like went and peed on it like two minutes during his presentation. And then it was like, boom, pregnant. And so I like came in shocked telling Brandon, pulled him out of the event. Yeah, I thought was like, I was like, which kid is in the hospital or who died? <laughs> yeah. It was like the urgency on your face. Yeah, because I was like, like pale. I was like, I said, I, I was praying for that it was going to happen quick, right? So why wouldn't I believe for it to have enough faith to just go ahead and take a pregnancy test? Like, why wouldn't I if I'm believing for it? And so I did. And sure enough, we're pregnant with baby number three. So yeah. I'm pregnant. You ain't pregnant. Yeah, yeah, I ain't pregnant. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> No matter how hard I wanted, uh, I could try. I would never get pregnant. No, you couldn't handle it. Yeah, that doesn't happen. <laughs> just, just, just for the record. Apparently, we got to set the record straight on that one. Um, I've never seen a pregnant man before. Yeah. Well. <laughs> oh, guys, guys, so good. Thanks for being with us today. Hey, guys, if you liked any part of this episode, we want to hear from you. Yeah. Drop, any nuggets. Drop a review. Mm. Tell us what your biggest takeaway was, or tell us what episode we should do next. We mm. want to hear from you guys. Or just don't and hit the five star thing with your button and don't type anything because that's way easier. That's cool too. We take <laughs> we take that too. We'd appreciate that yeah. for sure. So thanks guys. We'll see you next time. <laughs>